he's like, yeah, Ice this Cube is me. always looks like he smelled the worst fart ever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hero Oh Hero Movie Podcast. This is where my brain is. Holy at. shit, man! Can you believe this? Well, we're not doing Hero Movie, no, although we not. are going to talk very briefly about an upcoming Hero Movie. We show. will. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. This is the Film Find, the greatest podcast movie podcast ever. Assuming you never listened to a movie podcast before, we're out of well, luck. I hope they've listened to this one before because we definitely had better starts. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening to this one, go listen to the other ones first so uh, you know, you'll know you get a better taste of what the show is and not just a screw-up right off the bat. I mean, that's pretty well, impressive. I'll, I'll tell you, we have had uh, like a rough couple of weeks getting the show uh, going again. Um, we're here still a day late uh, this week. We were aiming for yesterday, but uh, Adam's sleep schedule's all fucked up, and uh, <laughs> plus he was on... Outside the cinema, if you guys are joining us from that podcast, thank you very much. Indeed. Uh, we had a great time there. That sucker ended up being like two and a half hours long. I had like uh, connection issues because all of a sudden Time Warner just took a fucking shit. And like yep. my internet went out, and then I had to reconnect all this stuff. And I ended up going off of the uh, the mic in the in the iMac or the uh, the MacBook Pro here. And uh-huh. so everything it sounded like I, I sound it was okay sounding better. But you know, I just I feel bad whenever like I'm on something else, and I'm like, hey man, this is an audio format. Now I do I do podcasts, and I don't want right. to sound like fucking garbage. So like I was trying so hard, and you look at all the fucking wires there, and you're just like, how do I do the simplest version of this and still be able to? Because when you got everything going, there's so much fucking mess there and so i was just like well i want to be on the show so i'm just going to do the the thing it, but it turned out to be a great show we had a blast so uh uh you know outside the cinema is a fantastic podcast go look that up there we have a good time i would don't know if that'd make that your first episode of the show because it is a eighth anniversary show we talk about you know the whole show and all throughout all the years and everything like that and uh, my history of being Gilbert Godfrey on there for several uh, episodes, which was always fun. <laughs> I called it. They didn't even know. They didn't really know me then, and that was the great part because it was just like maybe this is Gilbert Godfrey, maybe it's not. So I do want to. Uh, so thanks for the uh, music there, Asia. She's programming our uh, our, our music today, so uh, uh, blame her. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. I like the Beatles. Who, who doesn't? So we're it's a Beatles name today, but that's uh, that's all her, and that's good. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about, as always. Um, so today's big reviews, we're going to be doing uh, 13 Hours, the new one from Michael Bay. Uh, you know, you and I, I believe, are probably some of the biggest Michael Bay apologists out there. Um, a lot of people hate the man's stuff. We understand why we think it's good, at least, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. fucking America, right? Man. America, fuck yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we'll we'll be talking about that, and of course, the number one movie of the America, you know, took the took the uh, you know the, the heat right out of the Star Wars sales. As honestly, I kind of predicted that it would. Because yeah, the first I think we mentioned huge. that last week. Uh, if anything could do it uh, this week, it was going to be that. Yeah. Although oddly enough, the Revenant also beat it this weekend. Yeah, man, dropped down to three. But I, dude, it's been out a fucking like what almost month and a half, almost. Well, yeah. Plus, it's already uh, it's already taken in one point eight billion dollars uh, worldwide. So uh, <laughs> almost everyone has seen this fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, and it's not like, um, you know, I think they I remember because that's one of the fun things that you'll do is go on like box office mojo and kind of just like, you know, uh, look at all that kind of crap and how like E.T. Uh-huh. was like number had like like more number one weeks than anybody else out there. And it was just like, how the fuck did this stay number one for like nine months? It's fucking ridiculous. Well, because, uh, you know, we weren't in the we weren't in the everything's a big fucking movie for one weekend only yeah. days. Very yet. True. It's very true. Uh, you know, people would go and see everything uh, whenever it was released, and then just kind of keep whatever was popular popular for a while. Well, and that's I will it's... say that at this point, uh, uh, it hasn't quite gotten to. We're definitely going to beat Avatar, um, but it is. Thanks for not stepping up, China. But it is closing the fuck in. I mean, it is. It is less than a billion dollars away. Uh, and Avatar was out for a fuck ton more time to yeah. get that extra billion. So, 
We'll and, see. And, and has two, uh, and had a secondary release under its belt as well. So right. People don't people don't think about that one either. Right. Uh, but yeah, so you know it's making money. But uh, we weren't surprised that our our what our main review today of, of Ride Along Two Electric Boogaloo uh, got number one at the box office here. And uh, you know we'll talk about that. We'll talk about because uh, you finally saw the first one. Yep, I saw the I saw the first one uh, a couple months after it like hit out on video. Um, uh-huh. Was it was it was it last year? Feels like it was even last. Yeah, it was year. two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, so it was a little bit more a little bit more time. That's how them Kevin Hot movies, man. They stick with you, you know. <laughs> uh, so they, we'll be talking about they all that. Do. <laughs> more than you like sometimes. Uh, so Matt, any th- I'll, I'll go first with our, our kind of what you've been watching here because I don't have a ton because uh, sure. I've been all over the place trying to. Do X, Y, and Z. I'm, I'm getting back into. Uh, I'm trying to get. Uh, the, this is a. Uh, I'm on an anti-fatty Adam uh, run. So I've been like exercising for a solid week here, getting up at like four o'clock in the morning, uh, going into the gym. Are you playing the Rock Johnson? Just don't eat as much as he does. Uh, no, I'm trying not to. I'm like, I'm like, I could eat all that shit, right? No, it's just like you are not this superhuman being who is, you know, <laughs> somebody else. But yes, and honest to God, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be completely honest here. A lot of uh, like that kind of get up at the crack of butt fuck dawn to uh, do to do a uh, to to work out and shit. A lot of that came from him. Where I was just like, look, man, this dude has so much crap going on. He's out there. He's shooting movies. He's doing you know promos. He's he's wrestling. He's he's still doing all this crap, and uh-huh. still has the time to just like say, you know what, you know, so I get a couple of hours of sleep. Screw this. I'm going in and I'm doing it and I'm doing the work. So I was, you know, it was a little bit inspiring as as well as just the kind of you know, places in my life that I am right now. So I'm just like, get the fuck up and, and do some shit. So I haven't had a ton of time to watch stuff because I get, I, you know, I get up, I do that shit, I go to work, I maybe watch a little something or listen to a podcast and then just fucking go to sleep. <laughs> so it hasn't had a ton of time to watch. But I will say that uh, I finally caught up on, I talked to, uh, was maybe last week or a week or two ago, about uh, Superstore. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, I have now caught up with everything. I thoroughly enjoy this program. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely on board. We'll continue to watch this thing. Uh, if you've worked in retail, uh, you will definitely be able to notice a lot of the, the kind of similarities and how there's some somebody that worked on this thing definitely uh, has worked in retail, and uh, it's it's so very accurate. And it was funny because I went over to my parents' house and because uh, my my parents they were the, like I said on the other show they were the ones that kind of said hey watch this show and everything, and I looked at dad who I who had worked retail for years and years and years, and I was just like. Like, it's amazing how, you know, spot on some of these, like, little funny bits are. And I love, like, there's, like, little interstitial type things where you'll mm-hmm. hear, like, cheap trick or something playing on the fucking sound system. And then, like, some weird shit going on. Like, a kid is, like, pulling up on a power wheels and, like, picks up a little girl and then they just kind of drive off or something. Or there's some old lady doing some crazy shit over in the aisle. But just little, like, things that you would see in, a, like, a Walmart. Just, like, random kind of one-off things. And everybody on the show is very likable. A lot of the, you know, a lot of great characters in there, and uh, it, it's a fun time. So, you know, it's very. I think a lot of people from the office came and uh, and have, have uh, were working on this thing. So, uh, if you like that kind of stuff, I, I definitely suggest give it a shot. But uh, I dig it. Uh, other than that, I feel like I watched something else, but bloody hell, if I can remember. You go. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the only thing I really had time to watch this week outside of what I was uh, teaching um, was I finally got around to seeing the new Todd Haynes film, uh, which has been, uh, as usual with his stuff, an award season darling. Ooh, surprise um, from Todd Haynes. Although, uh, like, it did kind of get um, snubbed for uh, the Oscars, uh, at least as far as uh, being nominated for Best Picture. Um, and, uh, best director, uh, it is amazing, this movie. So, uh, it is kind of, uh, kind of a weird set of circumstances that sees it not nominated. Uh, of course, like, uh, as anybody keeping up with anything related to the Oscars knows, uh, there's lots of shenanigans afoot, uh, this year, I feel like. Oh, no, what? Uh, this is the first where, I'm hearing of it. Where they're just like, uh, oh, you're, you're a white person here. Have a fucking nomination. Um, like how how the fuck uh, like uh, straight out of Compton or Creed uh, got nominated for nothing other than Sylvester Stallone is fucking beyond me. Um, anyway, uh, enough about that stuff. Let's talk about Carol. Uh, so Todd Haynes, uh, if you're not familiar with his work, um, is a filmmaker of some uh, 
I think, great uh, power. Um, started his career with uh, Superstar, Karen Carpenter's story. Have you seen that one, Adam? This is his, uh, it's like 40-something minutes. It's a short. No. Um, that is, uh, it's, it tells the story of Karen Carpenter uh, using Barbie dolls. Do the Barbie uh, dolls throw up a lot? It's really fucking amazing. Um, but then probably his first big breakthrough as far as feature filmmaking goes is, uh, the 95 film safe, mm -hmm. which, uh, just got a release. Yep. Did we lose you? We may have lost him. Matt has dropped off from the face of the planet. Everybody he's dead now. Uh, we remember Matt in, uh, you know, we utilize, utilize, utilize him. <laughs> eulogize him i'm still trying to look and see if he's he's coming back or not um so yeah Am I here? oh there you go he's back there we are i'm here okay what was i talking about safe criteria uh, so you, you got to uh what, what was the what was the second flick there uh the, the big safe one? safe right you're right yeah uh so anyway beyond that uh right like he's just got a string of amazing films and and work if you've never seen it right like far from heaven again with julianne moore uh mm -hmm. velvet goldmine which is uh kind of his take on the uh relationship between david bowie and iggy pop in the 70s during the glam period it is glamorific um, kids that movie is fucking awesome and the soundtrack is kicking it doesn't have like bowie tracks on it or anything but it is fucking good um uh he also did the bob dylan uh flick i'm not there um the his most recent uh thing before now was uh doing the miniseries uh mildred pierce for hbo that had kate winslet in it um has it all based on like like the life of mildred pierce M mildred pierce yeah it's i mean it's an adaptation of the of the uh novel again okay okay right? just another uh, okay. so so right like mildred pierce was uh was a well-known film noir uh from the the 50s or 60s i forget when it was made um but, uh, or maybe forties actually. Yeah, that sounds right. In any fucking case, uh, it was a James M. Cain novel. And so he went back to the source material and, um, the original adaptation kind of, uh, plays up the film noir aspect of it. And, uh, the, like his version of Mildred Pierce goes back to the novel and makes it much more of a, uh, melodrama, which it, uh, really was. It just also had some criminal stuff in it. Uh, so when Hollywood was adapting it back in the day, they played that up. Um, but anyway, Carol, uh, is, uh, his latest, it's got, uh, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, and, uh, a handful of others. Uh, Kyle Chandler kind of has a big role. Sarah Paulson, uh, who people really love from American Horror Story and, and various other things. She's been around for some time. Um, uh, has a, has another kind of big role. And then just a bunch of people who show up and have bit parts. Um, basically this is a, a story of, uh, Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara's characters, Carol and Therese, uh, falling in love with one another. It's based on a Patricia Highsmith novel. Uh, Patricia Highsmith, uh, of course, uh, wrote a bunch of crime novels uh, during her lifetime, including uh, all of the um, talented Mr. Ripley books. Um, this one uh, was kind of her only foray into uh, romantic uh, fiction, although it's quite tragic in many ways. Um, that doesn't sound like a Todd Haynes film at all. <laughs> well, wh what is different here is that uh, Todd Haynes um, kind of came onto this project late. It had already been in gestation for a long time. And um, uh, he, he definitely brings his sensibility to it, meaning that the film, of course, is uh, absolutely gorgeous to look at. Uh, the costume design is uh, simply amazing. Um, he, he worked with uh, his longtime uh, collaborator, or at least he has worked with her uh, several times before, um, Sandy Powell, who uh, uh, I like. She's done all kinds of shit. She's worked with Martin Scorsese. Am forever. I wrong, or Sandy Powell won an Oscar? Am I wrong? I, don't know. Uh, I think she probably has. Yeah, I'm sure she has. I forget. Feel, feel uh, like I know if this. not, if not two, definitely one. Um, but I forget exactly what for. I know she has won one. Um, but she, like, I think she won for her work with Scorsese, actually, although don't quote me on that. Um, but uh, in any case, um, so the film's like very lush and very colorful uh, in a very subdued way. Like it's not um, 
if, if you've seen Far From Heaven, in that film, he's trying to approximate like uh, 50s Technicolor. I was going to say the color, color, uh, Technicolor, Kodachrome kind of. Yeah, and this one is is definitely playing around in that same palette, but it's not quite as uh, surrealistic as Technicolor is, right? Um, it's a little more subdued, but it's a, an absolutely stunningly gorgeous film. And, um, and that's why I, I haven't watched it yet. Cause I did, a, I did, I did get a, a thing, but the quality was just kind of so, so yeah. I, and I was just like, um, uh, it looks, I like, you know, the movie, cause I've seen trailers and it looks gorgeous. And I'm like, I just don't know that I can look at this through a cheesecloth. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, the other thing about this is so, th- so this love story really zeroes in on Carol and Therese and their relationship with one another. Um, uh, basically what happens is, uh, Carol Kate Blanchett's character is going through a divorce. Um, her husband, uh, threatens to keep her child away from her unless she, um, agrees to not go through with the divorce. Um, because of course she, uh, is gay and he knows that. So, uh, he, he files paperwork, right. Saying that, uh, petitioning the court for moral reasons back in, you know, back in the fifties. I was going to say in, in this era, you know, um, so anyway, uh, basically what happens is Carol, uh, like, uh, meets and picks up, uh, Therese at her job. Uh, Therese works, uh, in the toy department of a, of a big, um, New York department store. And, uh, they, go off together and they fall in love. And that's basically the story. I mean, it's, it's, uh, kind of how T- Todd Haynes is a, as anybody who's seen anything that he's done is a big, um, fan of melodrama, right? The old Douglas Sirk stuff in particular. And, uh, if you want to hear him talk about some of that, he's got an excellent interview that just came out a couple of weeks back with, um, uh, Mark Marin over on WTF. Um, I wanted to watch the movie before I listened to that. <laughs> Oh yeah, I would recommend it uh, because he he does talk about some of the stuff that goes on in the film, and if you haven't seen it, uh, it, it I think would maybe detract from some of the surprising visual element of it at the very least. Um, but the performances are fucking amazing. I mean, I came out of this movie uh, kind of emotionally overwhelmed, um, which is interesting because there is not a single male character that is likable or that even gets. Uh, a fucking moment of pleasure uh, in this movie. There's a scene where, like, uh, like uh, Rooney Mara and and uh, Kate Blanchett are like just laughing at a guy. Um, so it's a really like strong way, uh, like that that Hollywood never does, right? Hollywood never denies male pleasure, um, either within the narrative or within uh, the viewer. Right. Like there's always something, but there is like fucking nothing like there's nudity in this movie, but it is not playing to like male sensibilities at all. Um, Hmm. So I don't know. It's but I was kind of just overwhelmed by it. I mean, Todd Haynes, like, has made me cry at various points in my life uh, with with how just stunningly gorgeous his his movies are. And uh, as I've said, and I've stolen uh, very. (laughs) <laughs> very much so from Greg Proops. Uh, I'm not gay, but I make no case for it whatsoever. <laughs> um, uh, but like melodrama really does affect me, right? Like the, the struggle of, of just fifties uh, domestic uh, doldrums uh, <laughs> like, like get to me. Um, and, and so this is another winner for Todd Haynes as far as I'm concerned. I've, I know I've already like blabbed on, probably far too much about it, but, uh, this is a hard, like get out and fucking see it movie. Um, I don't give a shit that it looks like, uh, uh, a movie that you would only like if you're a woman. I don't give a shit. Uh, uh, like whatever your reason is about not seeing this thing. Like you must see this in a theater. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's fucking amazing. It is, uh, one of the best things I've seen from 2015, uh, finally getting around to it now that it's well into 2016. Very nice. All right. So I, I, that's it. Uh, I don't have anything else. So I guess it's good that I went on a little longer. Okay. Well, uh, let, let's talk real quick um, because we, we didn't talk about it at HMP because it hadn't uh, dropped uh, by, by our latest episode. And yeah, I don't it came know that out we will, two but... days ago, yesterday. Yeah. I forget. 
so uh, the the second trailer, the second full trailer, it's a nice and long trailer too, uh, uh-huh. for the Suicide Squad has uh, dropped. And I gotta say, because um, because I'd heard some things before, and they, I mean, I heard a lot of good like um, audio wise. I mean, just like the sound design and everything on it is really good, and that is absolutely fucking true. Uh, yeah. The sound and editing. As an editor, I'm watching this thing and going. Good fucking job, because the editing on this thing is fantastic. If this movie sucks, and, and it might, the trailer alone should just, I mean, it that second trailer will make you go see the movie. The first one didn't, didn't light my fire too much. This right. one, while, you know, I'm still, I'm still kind of cautious because, you know, it is what it is. And DC, God bless them, they're trying, but... Uh, but I am more excited to see this now because of that trailer. It's got the nice, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody in it. So I mean, and, and I'm a, you know, I love that fucking song. So put that put that under its, uh, you know, kind of tip of the hat there for it. But uh, uh-huh. you get a lot more sense of the characters. And I'll say this much: Jai Courtney looks like he's acting in this movie. Yeah, which is weird, right? It's like, what? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You have a personality that's other than white bread. Shocking. Uh-huh. Fucking bizarre. Weird. Uh, yeah. No, the, the trailer's really strong. This is the first time I've felt like, uh, yeah, I want to see this movie, actually. Um, because before, it's always just been kind of, uh, well, I don't fucking know, you know? Um, I will say one thing that they did that's uh, very nice, uh, actually, is that finally we can see that there is going to be some clear visual differentiation between what uh, Zack Snyder has going on with whatever the fuck it is in his movies. Yeah. Um, David Ayer uh, is like, I mean, like he's a very, he's a great visual director. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm excited that if anyone was to take this on, it's him. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm digging that. And I, I hope he brings, and it looks like he is, I hope he brings a very different sensibility to this kind of DCU that they're setting up here. Well, and it, it looks colorful for one. Right, like yeah. uh, as opposed to just a bunch of subdued. Uh, You've got your bleak stuff, but then there, then, then there is like the shock of the Joker's hair, the 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 stuff that's going on. It seems you know the well, and even the trailer itself is pretty uh, pretty colorful, right? Like the fonts that get used. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it, there's a level of fun. It's playing around with stuff. Like yeah, it's gritty and it's dark in that way, but the color like does really pop. Um, one thing that bothers me though, is, uh, they made a decision which, uh, had already been made by, uh, DC when they did their new 52 reboot, um, uh, four years ago. Uh, and, and that's, they went with the new Harley Quinn origin, uh, which is pretty evident in the trailer. Um, which, uh, really bothers me because it sucks compared to the original one, right? So for for those of you who don't read the comics or maybe don't know as much, but, I mean, who, who the fuck hasn't watched Batman the Animated Series, though? Um, right, like, Harley Quinn starts out as the therapist for the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in that narrative of, of uh, like, how she becomes Harley Quinn, she falls in love with uh, Mr. J, <laughs> and... Uh, this like choice that she makes right to fall in love with this guy is is ultimately like what causes her insanity right right um and and slowly she just goes down that rabbit hole uh which is a nice kind of origin too because it taught like it makes this nice parallel about how like in order to fall in love with anybody you'd have to be a fucking nut job right <laughs> um but uh what the new 52 origin is and you can see it in the trailer there are a couple shots uh, like there's still all of that same lead up, right? She's still, um, like is attracted to Mr. J and she is, uh, still, uh, his therapist, but, um, she never ultimately makes that choice to go full tilt, uh, bat shit because the Joker throws her into the same chemicals that oh. created her. And you can see that shot where he's like lifting her out. Uh, of the chemicals. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's directly out of the fucking uh, okay. Suicide Squad reboot uh, book from the New 52, her, gotcha. her like new origin. And the only real problem with it is that Harley Quinn's such a compelling character uh, and, and interesting in many different ways, but also because she has this agency that a lot of uh, female comic book characters just don't have, right, where something happened to them uh, to make them the bad villain person, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she fucking chose that shit and went with it. Uh, and this kind of removes that agency a little bit. And, and so I've never really liked it uh, since the reboot. And I was sad to see that they were putting it in here. The, the only thing that actually pisses me off about the trailer, though, is uh, and I talked about this with my my uh, roommate, Eric, um, is uh, why would you get Margot Robbie? who is known for playing uh, several characters at this point with a broad Long Island accent to play a character who has a broad Long (laughs) Island accent and then have her not do that fucking accent. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird, right? I'm just like, what the fuck decision is this? Now you want to differentiate your fucking acting portfolio? Now... I'll throw this out here. I'll play a little devil's advocate. Yeah. Maybe because the voice acting, like as we've seen in like all the animation and stuff, is so identifiable, is so that, that we don't want to feel like we're playing off of that or it's just like, oh, well, it's not, it's just not the same. That where well, I mean, It's that, like, let's just go true, the complete the- different route. I would I would accept that if this version of Harley Quinn was not so based on visually, uh, behavior wise, etc., off of the Arkham Asylum uh, video game series, right? Right. Uh, where she also has the fucking accent. <laughs> this is true. Same. I just interest. don't. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Um, that's the only thing I don't actually like actively dislike about what's what I see here. Uh, the other stuff is just like you're kind of ruining what was amazing about that character, but it's also just, it's fucking new canon. So what the fuck can you do about it? All right. Well, that's it. Let's get, but it looks good. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it more or less. I'm looking forward to it. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> more so, honest to God. More so than Batman and Superman. Oh dude. So much more than that fucking thing. Like nothing. You watched the, uh, the DC, uh, stuff they did the other night. Uh, where they no, no, no. I tried shit. to, like, they were supposedly streaming it live on YouTube, and I was laying in bed trying to cast it up to the Roku there, but it wasn't fucking working right. Well, I watched all that stuff. It's all on YouTube now, um, of, of fucking course. But uh, some of it was interesting, like uh, like the stuff that Jeff Johns had to say about their approach to doing the, the um, Justice League movie was good. Uh, every fucking thing else, I'm just like, oh, what the fuck, man. We'll see. We shall we see, will see indeed. All right, let's get into our reviews here. Here is the first one up here is the uh, trailer for Michael Bay's 13 Hours of Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. We should have played a little Fugazi. I, should, I didn't think about that, did I? Come should on, Green Bay, played, let's go. Uh... Right, here's the trailer. U.S. ambassador at risk. You gotta send us. You're not the first responders. You will wait. Let's go! We gotta move! We have no jurisdiction in this country. We're not even supposed to be here. Losing the initiative. Stand down! If you do not get here soon, we're all gonna die. None of you have to go. But we are the only help they have. Including the one talking to you right now. You're not giving orders anymore. You're in my world now. I 
haven't thought about my family once tonight. Thinking about them now. Up here in the middle of all this. Thinking about my girls, man. That was a trailer for 13 Hours of Sacred Soldiers of Benghazi. That's such a horrible secondary title. Though technically the title well, card in the movie is just 13 Hours. Well, you know, also, um, the reason that they have to call it the Secret Soldiers of Benghazi is because there was a cover-up of what <laughs> happened. Sure there was. In Benghazi. Yeah. Here's well, the... Yeah. <laughs> Here's the IMDb plot line. An American ambassador is killed during an attack uh, at a U.S. compound in Libya as a security team struggles to make sense out of the chaos. This is uh, directed by Michael Bay, written by Chuck Hogan, based on the uh, uh, the, the book by uh, Michael uh, Zer- 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 Zerkoff. Yeah, that's it. Mitchell Zukoff. What did I say? Michael Zerkoff. Whatever. It's whatever. all the same. So basically, the guy, the, the guy who wrote book, Ch- Ch- Chuck Hogan, uh, you know, his most most notable is uh, did the town. He wrote that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and the strain, which he co-wrote with Guillermo del Toro, and right, which right. is uh, a fairly successful summer uh, replacement series over on FX. Yeah. Somewhat successful. Somewhat successful. <laughs> uh, it has okay ratings for the summer. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, starring John Krasinski, Pablo, I can never pronounce his last Schreiber. name. Schreiber? Is it just Schreiber? Okay, it's spelled a little differently than I would imagine. James Badsdale. It's like, uh, like uh, Leif Schreiber. Look, man, I, I don't think they're related, but maybe they are. Mm, no, I don't know. Fuck if I know. I doubt it. David Constable. There's, there's a lot of people in this. Um, Like I said. There are uh, only six people in this. There's only six. Okay? There's only six. Six fucking soldiers. Jesus Christ. I'm not reading When names. everything went wrong. Six men had six, the courage. Six well, dudes. okay, there are seven people in this movie because one of them is uh, the piece of shit CIA boss Bob, <laughs> <laughs> and and that lady and the lady and the other guy. Oh yeah, those uh, two people. I'll jump. But they didn't right really in do nothing. <laughs> shit, uh, now that we've laid laid those bones on the table, uh, did you feel like this was uh, all just like Michael Bay? <laughs> and and the army uh specifically like the military uh getting back uh at uh like this is almost like revenge porn for people who hated zero dark 30 like <laughs> touting the cia as something that did something hey look man uh, y- you know you're gonna you're gonna reach through the internet and punch my face uh, i found this a little bit more entertaining <laughs> i didn't care well, for I mean, dark 30. It's, it's it's action-packed right but like I'm I'm just saying like uh, one thing that that uh, people really fucking hated about Zero Dark Thirty was that it made the CIA into like a good thing, uh, and I'm not on board with uh, with that being a thing. I should like we should think, but uh, th- it, like this movie goes out of its way. I feel like <laughs> to make uh, Bob and everybody else that works at the CIA look like a fucking twat. Well, you're not Just wrong a, there. Like, like a brainless fucking dick walking around with legs. Uh, that's. <laughs> I feel like it's just egregious. Like, it's just like, yeah, fuck you guys, pieces of shit. No, I get that. Military, right? Like, we got the fucking guns. Fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, it 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 is a lot of just like these 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 pencil pushing desk pussies can't do nothing over here. It's gonna take <laughs> us to do it, and we're you know we're we we're the ones that have the balls to step up and and do this. I mean, that all being said, though, honest to goodness, like I tried to like take away. The you know though it's it's right front and center with credits and everything of the fact of it being a, a quote unquote true story. Um, right. I tried to I tried to just separate myself from that altogether as mm-hmm. as best I could. And yeah. honestly, here's the thing: the movie is not terrible. No, it's not. It's not. It's not it, great, it is, but it's not terrible. It is highly watchable and mostly entertaining uh, when shit is happening. Yeah, but I will say like the first the first fifteen minutes pretty good middle 30 to 45 minutes get the fuck going yeah, yeah I mean, this, this movie it, is two and a half hours long and should be two yeah i mean it's not it's not even all like it's not even spectacle right like like yeah transformers films are fucking too long they are and i like them and they're too long yeah but but at least there i can say like oh well the reason they're too long 
is because they're just putting more robots destroying shit for no reason in there. Yeah, there's more uh, spectacle. The pl- there's no plot in that fucking thing. This movie is like Michael Bay decided, what if I try to make uh, an, a military movie um, using all of my worst fucking tendencies <laughs> and, and try to make it like a serious movie? I think that's also you're right. I mean, the fact that this is more of a true story and doesn't have more of the Michael Bay Bay flourish, if you will. I don't remember a single fucking helicopter uh, shot. No, there's not none of that. There's, I mean, there's only one or two little of the kind of signature low angle up at the character sort of shots. There's not a ton of that. Here's the thing, though: the movie looks damn good. It's a beautiful looking movie. Oh yeah, well, right. Like Michael Bay knows uh, how to like tell. I mean. He works with people who know his visual, his mm-hmm. visual style. Like he's, he's like Tony Scott, right? Yep. Tony Scott used to get shit on all the time by uh, also ignorant shits. Um, yeah. But uh, when it comes down to it, like they cut their teeth, like learning how to make interesting, very short pieces, i.e., music videos and um, commercials, and stuff, and, yeah. uh, and their stuff always looked amazing. And, and in that way, they're similar. I do think like Tony Scott, a much better filmmaker than Michael Bay. I don't yeah. want to make that comparison, <laughs> but but but, uh, <laughs> but they do have a very keen, distinct uh, visual sensibility that is always on fucking point. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen a Michael Bay movie where I just go. Oh, that kind of looks like shit, doesn't it? Looks like he really didn't try or really stopped caring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and um, here's the thing. Say what you will about him, but the guy, the guy's demanding, knows what he wants, and will get uh, that what you're seeing on the screen is what that motherfucker had in his head. So yeah. you, you, you have to you and, have to applaud somebody that just has that. I mean, it's like, you know, I'll put him in the same kind of boat as Fincher as far as that goes. It's like, hey, here's what I'm going to have, and this is what's going to happen. And it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will also say, like one of the one of the things that uh, he finally does uh, here, and he did it in Pain and Gain too, although uh, like somewhat differently because he was definitely making a heightened reality sort of thing there, mm-hmm. um, which we both loved, is, by the way, everybody. Yeah, we both really like Pain Pain and Gain. Uh, that's on one of the previous episodes. You oh, can yeah. track it down. Um, uh, but here he's like, like in that movie, uh, he's actually paying attention to the actors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like. Like, some of these guys turn in actual performances. Like, Krasinski is, uh, like, whatever. I mean, he's fine. But uh, I really liked James Badge Dale. Yeah, this, this. Is, this is one of his best um, performances. And he's, I mean, I'm not I'm not shitting on no, his other work, the, but... No, it's mostly that he gets, like, a lot of side work, right? And here yeah. he's kind of just front and center. And you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's really fucking good, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's bizarre that, uh, <laughs> that you get that recognition... Uh, out of like Michael, what might be Michael Bay's worst movie, uh, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe I, I don't know. Uh, if I if I had to suss out like what was good or bad, I mean, like may, maybe The Island, maybe Pearl Harbor, maybe this. Right. I like I the, I like the Island well enough. Which one? The Island? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, I did too. But it's like you know, it's uh, it, that one. I feel like is his most rip off movie right like it's just like here's a bunch of shit from other sci-fi movies um pearl harbor is pretty bad but it suffers from the same problems this one does right is that it's like reaching for serious gravitas um it's uh which almost makes it parody sometimes like how serious the thing is um one thing that i did find really hilarious is there is actually uh, he use he recycles a shot from Pearl Harbor in this. Did you catch it? Uh, no, because I've put Pearl Harbor out of my <laughs> mind forever. So, so in uh, thirteen hours, they uh, like during the which he's like, done before part of the in many movies. The by the way, what's that? Which he's done before in many of his own okay, movies. Yeah. For well, sure, he's known for doing recycling, it. right? Like, yeah. Literally, he uses the same freeway chase crash all the fucking time. It's almost to the point of like being uh, trauma thing. Like how, how trauma does it? <laughs> Just, I gotta wreck this fucking blue Oldsmobile because that's what I wow. did thirty-five years ago. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but <laughs> that's twenty-five thousand uh, dollars we ever spent, right? Um, but no, here it's uh, so in the raid sequence at the end, uh, like halfway through it, when they start firing mortars the camera follows one of the mortars up and then you yeah, yeah, see yeah, it yeah, yeah. like 
top down, just like the bomb in Pearl Harbor. It's the exact same fucking framing and everything. Great shot. I like it. I mean, Uh, I mean, it's effective, but uh, it's like, all right, Michael Bay, you're starting to rip off your own thing and not in the way that you do every other time where I feel like it's an intentional nod that you're using that thing, like just a signature thing. Uh, I guess maybe it could be. Maybe he'll make more war movies, and every time there's a fucking bomb or mortar or something, he has one of those shots. I don't know. Well, God bless uh, him. He's going back to do uh, Transformers 5. He, every time he says, I'm not doing another one, they back up a dump tr- truck full of fucking money to his house. It's like, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're eventually going to get another Bad Boys 2. Uh, or as well. I want another Bad, Bad Boys. Boys I really do. I mean, I I would be fine, except uh, that's another one of his fucking movies where you're just like, this could be 30 minutes shorter, bro. I don't know, dude. I thought Bad Boys, like I saw Bad Boys 2 in a second run theater in Orlando. It cost me 50 cents to see it that night. <laughs> and it that's was fun. two and a half I, fucking I hours long of gorgeous, awesome shit. And I was never, ever fucking bored in that movie. Well, here's here's the problem. It's not that I'm bored. It's that the story ends... 30 minutes before the movie ends. (laughs) The only reason there is an extra half hour is because after they've done the fucking thing that they set out to do, uh, his sister is kidnapped and taken to Cuba. So now they have to spend half an hour blowing shit up there too. And that's yeah, but cool. then you get the whole rip off a of police, uh, uh, not, as it was a police, police story. Academy? No police story. <laughs> yeah. Right. The whole police story yeah. rip off, which is great because like, not only like, and here's the thing. People fucking yelled at him. They're just like, oh, you clearly just ripped off police story. But he does it, and like he takes that police story shit to another level, which I thought was fucking awesome, because I love what they did in police story, but I like this too. I don't even care about the ripoff part. I, I just it. think that movie's too fucking long, and I think this movie's too fucking long. I uh, blew up that fucking house. Many- that explosion was gigantic. <laughs> it was great. That's, that's true. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to say... Uh, don't go see 13 no. hours. If, if you want to see it, uh, like wait until you get like a free red box or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or it pops up on Netflix or may- maybe, maybe even just on your HBO subscription or basic cable. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that you will hate having watched it. If you're like a hardcore, uh, like military movie guy or like you, I mean, like I, I like part of what I do is I study war films, right. Uh, alongside the horror stuff. So, uh, like I would have gone to see this no matter what. Um, if you're that kind of person, go see it. You probably already have, you contributed, uh, almost nothing to its box office. Good job. Assholes. <laughs> it did make more than norm of the North this week. Thank the good Lord. Uh, so by, we'll, by we'll just, we'll wrap up this little bit by just, uh, doing, uh, don't you just hear this every time you see a fucking Michael Bay movie? Well, I will tell you, uh, one thing that I, I was a little disappointed in, honestly, is that in literally every other Michael Bay movie, you get an amazing fucking shot uh, that is the most jingoistic, hardcore, rah-rah America shit shot ever, right? Which mm. is just the American flag at fucking dusk. Just flowing in the wind hardcore sun right fucking behind it right it's really harsh but then shot in like really soft uh (laughs) palette Mm -hmm. and uh waving very billowing slowly right you get that every fucking movie this one uh he he just like has the fade out toward the end of the film where like the flag's dead in the water because this was not our greatest moment but i guess whatever Um, but also, it's like, if you're going to make a movie that's this fucking America fuck yeah as it is, and you're not... Go- that's the shot you're not going to fucking use this time? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, what I does, was a little man. disappointed in that. Because <laughs> I do look for, like, like, yeah, America, we <laughs> fucking kick ass. Yeah, I mean, that's that shot, right? It's like, that's what that shot is every fucking time. It's like if, if Steven Spielberg... Uh, had the final moments of Saving Private Ryan minus nostalgia. Yeah. Right? Like, minus the acknowledgement that, like, America maybe shouldn't be doing shit all the fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everybody. Uh, That's how we finish that segment. All right, let's get on to the next one. (laughs) Did it fucking pause it? Okay, good. All right, so uh, that brings us to review number two of the week, the number one leader at the box office here. Here's the trailer, everybody. 
for you know Ice Cube's uh, magnum opus, as they say, right along too. From the director of Fantastic Four, of course. Not the battle. We need cash first. Hundred thousand. We got ourselves a deal. Now, why you want to go and do that? Muscle cars, but I don't see no muscle. Is that yours? Your partner is marrying your sister. Good cop, sex cop. Corey is the best wedding planner in Atlanta. So what you're going to do? I'm not intimidated by you. What you gonna do? I'm stepping up. You wanna get this? What speed was the fan on? All the new dealers in Atlanta are getting supplied through Antonio Pope in Miami. You need to get me something on this guy. Two days tops. So get a team together and fix this. Miami, James, I'm going. Make sure you're back in time to make me Mrs. Black Hammer. Hey, Ange, you know where my thongs are? Check my top right drawer. Wow. Oh, they were in my panty drawer, not yours. We're going to go by Miami PD, let them know we're here. Oh, what is your problem? You're at my desk. Oh! Soft tissue manipulation. Ah! Detective Payton. Detective Cruz. I'm not shaking your hand after that. Everybody get down! Pope is moving contraband through the port. You're gonna help me get some hard evidence on him. How do we get in undetected? Name? Prince Admiral Stephen Matumbe. Plus my two servants. I'm not your servant. Hey, you are what I say you are! <gasps> Sign of respect. I cannot feel my face. Oh, we got company. Hold on. Are you signaling? It is a force of habit! Let's get ridiculous! The brothers-in-law just got to town. You say that again, I'm gonna shoot you in the face. I need you here now. I'm marrying someone on Saturday. Put that beat, make the crowd go hard. Drop your gun, man! Put it there! Put, it there. Put your gun down! Again? My nerves is bad, man. <laughs> oh! My God, he a zombie. Headshot, walking dead. So James, let's get ridiculous. I forgot to unmute my mic. That's just, that's just silly. That's silly. Well, let's get ridiculous. Let us do get ridiculous. Here's the IMDb plot line. As his wedding day approaches, Ben heads to Miami with his soon-to-be brother-in-law, James, to bring down the drug dealer who's supplying the dealers of Atlanta with product. This is, of course, starring mm. Ice Cube, Kevin Hart, uh, Tika Sumter, Benjamin Brad, Olivia Munn, Ken Jeong, and a handful of others. Uh, directed by Tim Story, uh, who brought us those first two Fantastic Four movies and a lot of other kind of middling stuff, if we're honest with ourselves. Uh, so, Matt, you um, had not seen the first ride along before this, and you saw these bad boys back-to-back, yes? Yes. God bless you, sir. I did. So, what were you... Let's, let's, let's start with ride along numero uno. Uh, mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on that one? Uh, it was all right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that was my I mean, that was my opinion when it came out. It was like it was a movie that came out around January of, of like two years ago, as we said, and uh-huh. uh, it was about that level where it's just like, okay, this is you know for a January release, it's you know got a couple laughs in it, maybe not spectacular by any stretch of the imagination, but you know isn't god awful by any means. No, I mean it's just fair. There there were a couple laughs. I will say, uh, I had no clue whatsoever that. Uh, that movie, nor it, nor the sequel, right, had so much to do with how much fucking Kevin Hart knows about video games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, they play key plot points in both movies. It's uh, fucking ridiculous, actually. Um, although, although, I guess, uh, like, somewhat inventive. I mean, the, the, we'll talk about the second one. There's some uh, entire fucking scenes that are just like, yeah, this is a video game. That felt like it was a budgetary constraint, and they're just like, we're going to video gameize this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, we're going to use his love and knowledge of playing race car games to have this chasing. We're going right? to make it, we're going to show the previous stuff, <laughs> and we're going to say it's part of the movie. Fuck you, it's part of the movie. I don't care. <laughs> Shut up. I hate right. you all. <laughs> um. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh. Anyway. Um, so right along was okay. Uh, you know, they have an all right dynamic, I guess. It's fair. Um, it's okay. 
like like them together on screen are all right. Um, I I am much more looking forward to uh, Kevin Hart on screen with uh, the Rock. Yeah, in Central Intelligence uh, than any other movie with Ice Cube. And, the and, Rock looks like he's playing a very. I mean, like, look, he looks like he's playing a much more interesting type of character in that thing. I I, I don't know what it is, but he's he's kind of weird. He's weird in the trailers that you see him in, and I yeah. think that movie. Well, for, for these, you remember, you remember how like weird he was in Pain and Gain as well. Yeah, right? like like he's a guy who's not really afraid to go for fucking just bizarre badass ice cube just play like he's like yeah, ice this cube is me. always looks like he smelled the worst fart ever <laughs> yeah, he's just got actually, that somebody fucking farted in my face look and i don't like it yeah well and uh let's talk about one of the big problems with ride along too i mentioned it before the show uh i think we're on board it has a huge case of sequelitis yeah, this is essentially um, the same movie as Ride Along One. Hey, you're not ready to come into this thing. You 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 know you can't be a cop. He wants to train in the academy and stuff, and you know a, a series of uh, events come together, and then Ice Cube at the end of Ride Along One goes, you know what? Maybe you're okay. Maybe you can date my sister. Maybe you yeah. you do have the ability to you and, know start the, being in the police right, department. Like I'm not going to fault a sequel for telling a similar story or just like changing up locations or whatever. But I will fault the sequel for not having, uh, well, not having the same characters that appeared at the end of the previous entry with all of their new knowledge and character growth uh, as human beings. Uh, like, to not have that appear in the sequel. so that, There are no human uh, beings in this picture, sir. How dare so, you? So that we are... Again, starting with Ice Cube doesn't like Kevin Hart at like all. Like at all. Or th- or think that he is competent at all. Uh, that's the, it's the same fucking character. To, like, it's like all that shit that they went through where Ice Cube comes to reconcile with the fact like this guy's all right. He's going to be with my sister. He's good. Uh, he could be a good cop. Um Never fucking happened. It doesn't like I mean because like you should like you should join this one and he'd be kind of rooting for him. Knows that there's a chance he could probably fail, but he he should be very much in his corner, not shitting on him constantly like he was in the first movie. Yeah, and it's like and, come uh, on, dude, you got to step up your game, otherwise you're not going to get into this. He should like because it was very it was adversarial again right off the bat. Yeah. Well, and, and another problem with this, uh, with the sequel, is that it wastes a whole lot more people than the first movie did. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Like Benjamin Bratt almost getting Benjamin, nothing to do. Other no, than well, play. no, I'll say this. I'll he's say this. He's fine. He's good. I like uh, him in this. He, he's, he's a, I like him a lot, but, but what I'm saying is the movie doesn't give him very much to do. No, right? no, no. It's, it, it's, his role is bad, but like for what he does, it's good. It's the same with uh, Olivia Munn. Right, like who I who I like quite a bit. I can, uh, honest to God, like I mean, it's just like there's just nothing behind them eyes, man. She's just blank as a fucking just a fucking chalkboard well, outside of a restaurant that hasn't like, opened up like yet. Like this role is not doing anything for her either, right? No, I'm like, not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna say that, but um, man, she didn't do anything. I, I, what I she think had, the best though. part of this whole fucking movie is the one guy who's usually not the greatest part of any movie he's in, and that's Ken Jeong. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Like he's the best thing in this thing, right? Like, like I feel like he he gets really solid jokes uh, that don't fall nearly as flat as some of Kevin Hart's stuff. Um, I don't know. It's it's again the sequel is whatever. If you liked the first one, you're gonna like the second one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the action that, is that's like kind okay. Of outside, the action's of, fine. Outside of like, I mean, I like the uh, the one in the parking deck. I thought that was shot pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the first thing. Yeah, the the big the big chase at the end, uh, kind of towards the end there with the with the jaguar and whatnot. Um, yeah, honest to God, there there are points in there where just like, hey, I'm using my video game training in order to you know overcome the obstacles with what in this giant chase and everything. And it, it, honest to God, it goes to what is this, what looks like essentially oh, their previous for this shit. Mo- most of that is just uh, it is just hey, we're playing a video game. This is the connection we're making. Um, Except it really just looks like they didn't have money to. I mean, it to, feels to, to me shots. like maybe they didn't have money to to complete visuals or or to like even yeah. pay to have car stunts 
really. They're like, look, we Although did all there this. There are a few, right? Yeah. But they're mostly like break ter- handbrake turns and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, the hard shit is all just, uh, you know, not even new generation console graphics. No, this is like PlayStation <laughs> I think that's, I think 2.5. That's the worst part of it, right? Is like. Well, not even 3.5, man. No, 2.5. PlayStation 2.5. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? Not quite PlayStation 3, but still not quite PlayStation 2. It's right there in the middle. Yeah, this is definitely some, uh, like, there are still, like, visible polygons, right? (laughs) You look over and it's just like, really? That's the fucking thing? It's like, have you played Grand Theft Auto? It looks gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, I did so, like, I did like, <laughs> I did like him playing the game. And he goes and jacks the grandma. And she fucking like uh, in oh, the video the game, the grandma beats the shit out of him. All of a sudden, she just pulls out a gun. <laughs> Where'd she pull that out of your ass? It just starts. Yeah. I just, I thought that was funny. I don't know why. Yeah, well, I mean, there are moments where the where the movie kind of has a bit that hits, right? Um, but uh, it's not great. <laughs> if you like the other movie, if you were a big fan of the other movie, by all means, see this one. It is it is essentially a repeat of the first movie. So, I mean, if that doesn't bug you, rock on. Uh, but if you weren't interested, you ain't going to be inter- you. This ain't going to interest you no more either. So, yeah, forget right. it. Right. All right. Right. Exactly. I don't know. Do we need to talk about much more about this? I don't think so. I mean, what? I mean, what? What can you really say? No, the Kevin Hart really. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's got some funny stuff in it. I mean, I like the scene that you see here, there in the beginning, there him coming in in the low rider and everything. I, I like visual humor, kind of like that, where it's just just trying to get out of the car, and I don't know. I don't know. It's fair. <laughs> it's a glowing recommendation, isn't it? <laughs> I think this is the most like the biggest uh, indifferent recommendation we've had in a while. Yeah, it's just like yeah, see it if you want. I don't you know. You give a fuck. I mean, but no, this is, I mean, you can easily, even if, even if you have a passing interest, fucking Netflix at best. Yeah. At best. And even then you're not going to be like blown away by it. Just be like, Hey, just make sure it's like raining or something and you can't go outside. Yeah. Or like maybe drink and invite some friends over. Are you sick? Maybe you just, you know, can't go anywhere and the remote is so far out of your reach that you can't touch it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what you'll watch. Maybe that's what Netflix just plays for you afterwards, and that's what you got to do. So, right? Are, are you the rare Kevin Hart completist? Yeah. <laughs> Where's that person? Well, you better. Hey, for Kevin Hart completist, my God, you better get to work. That sun's in everything, man. I yeah. tell you what. There's there's nobody. I mean, God bless him. I'm like, I don't. I, you know, I think his stand up is fair. I don't. I don't love it. I mean, I think I've I've yeah, actually, he's all right. I've liked he, he I've liked his laugh. albums less and less actually as they've gone on. I liked his, his his earlier stuff better. Um, but you know, he's he's striking while the iron's hot, and I can't fucking blame him for that, man. Because the, this kind of business, especially for comedians, man, it's hot and cold, and you know, strike while the iron's hot and do what you can, man. Well, especially if you're a comedian like like Hart, whose uh, persona on stage is so tied to a specific part of his personality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, get on that shit. Because who, who the fuck knows how long that's going to stay popular. Yeah, exactly. He could just drop off the face of the planet tomorrow, and I don't know. And Ice Cube, can you smile for once in any movie you're ever fucking in? Just smile for me. Just one goddamn time. That's all I want. Yeah. Just one smile out of Ice Cube. I don't think he. I don't think he knows how to do it. Anyways, uh, so let's let's talk about what we're going to be doing uh, next week. So next week we got uh, three movies on the docket here. Uh, we're going to be doing the fifth uh, fifth wave, the new Chloe Grace Moretz movie. Um, I don't think that anyone is really looking forward to this thing. It's a yet another young adult thing. It's like I've always said, man. You want to make a you want to make a movie? Uh, just write a young adult novel, and within six weeks it'll be made into a movie. I think. Yeah. Uh and then we're going to be doing uh the one of the uh the first uh, couple of horror movies of this uh you know cuz January February I don't know why it's always kind of horrors is always dropping early in the kind of well, year. Well cuz they know those will make money at least over their budgets. That's and true. uh that's the safe time to release them cuz there ain't shit else coming out. So uh we'll be reviewing uh, The Boy uh next week where you know there's a little uh puppet that kind of comes alive or some such nonsense. I don't know. Uh it's a doll. Doll. Okay. Sir. Fair enough. Oh, oh, oh my. Didn't come off. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I, I would say probably our biggest review will be uh, Dirty Grandpa, starring Robert De Niro and Zac Efron. So uh, there's that. I don't know. Trailer looks like it might be good. That may be a bad sign. I don't know. Sometimes trailers are edited as pretty damn well and can look. I don't know. It's it's going to be it's a, it's a toss-up. Who's to say? Who is to say? It I should, don't know. I don't know. I, 
I'm not anticipating it to be better than uh, like bad neighbors. Grandpa. Yeah. Or bad grandpa for that matter. Oh, no, my God. Yes. All right, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the Internet this week, sir? Uh, you can follow me over on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. And if you do so, you will uh, be in such good company as my most recent Twitter follower, Cam Greer. Thought that was fucking sweet, dude. <laughs> right? Ah, that's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, follow me over there. And, of course, my other podcast, uh, Hear Movie Podcast, at hearmoviepodcast.com. I'm not sure we were looking either to do the new Batman uh, Bad Blood because it came out on uh, on HD download. Uh, so we may be doing that or Kick-Ass. We're doing one or the other, but hearmoviepodcast.com. And uh, I was on Outside the Cinema just recently. That episode is now up, so go uh, check that out, everybody. Uh, hey, Adam, when are you guys going to do uh, The Legends of Tomorrow? I, whenever that comes out, I guess. It comes. It airs tonight. Jesus Christ, my life. <sighs> we can't. Uh, all right. Such a burden watching stuff and talking about. No it. kidding. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll be doing that in like a week or two. Fuck me. <laughs> As if I don't have enough things on my plate as it is. All right, so uh, we'll be doing all that stuff, and of course there are three movies next week. So join us back here uh, for Matt Smith. I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody. Just the randomness of the White Album. Yeah, when they uh, came back from uh, India and none, like uh, George was all pissed that he did that he had to leave. It's just all over the place. Uh huh. There's, there's just like there's then then there's like the crazy wacky shitty you know like clearly Yoko was all fucking on this fucking track and garbage and then there's just like hey there's some really good solid hits in there and then there's like there's really weird fucking stuff in there too so uh, you know whatever I like. You mean it. like Rocky Raccoon? Well, Rocky Raccoon. Well, that I mean, hey, that one's better than you know number nine. Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like, yeah, I'm it is saying. weird. It's weird as hell because it's like it is. It's so all over the place that it's that it's that it's fun. But uh, yes. So uh, thanks to Asia for uh, poking so up I the did, program today. I didn't uh, didn't put this uh, in the main review because I didn't want to detract from what we were talking about too much. Mm-hmm. But um, uh. While I was watching Ride Along 2, I was there opening night. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I was there there opening night. Right. And uh, about halfway through the trailer pack, I'm sitting on like the third row, right? Uh, I tend to sit down front so that less people people annoy me. Yeah, no no, like a shitload of cell phones and stuff and all that kind of garbage. Yeah, Yeah, especially if I'm not like early in the morning or some shit like that, right? Um, so anyway, I, uh, go, I go in there and I sit down and halfway through the trailer pack, uh, this couple comes and sits down and, uh, they have three fucking cell phones. What? Three. Yeah. The, the girl has two out the entire fucking movie. And one of them, she just periodically takes out and like 
takes video of the screen. What? Like to capture the like the end of shit that she thinks is interesting enough to video from the fucking movie. Hmm. Throughout the whole fight, she's not recording the entire film. It's like something would make her laugh or like something, and then she would take the phone out to record what was happening in the movie. <laughs> Piecemeal. It's like fucking. It's like listen here. Not only does that not make any fucking sense, but it's annoying as fuck, and. You've already laughed at the thing that you thought was worth fucking recording. It doesn't the happen gone. again. What the fuck are you doing? It just made, like, I wasn't even pissed that she was recording the film. I was pissed that what she was doing made zero fucking sense, man. That makes sense, yeah. I get uh, it. <laughs> like, it was, it was so nonsensical, I couldn't even, like, bother myself to go over and be like, hey, can you stop that with your three fucking cell phones constantly out in the fucking movie? But, uh... It was just not. It was bizarre. I've never fucking seen. You're just that. jelly, bro, man. Because she's more I, important than you. You only got one cell phone. You fucking I've broke ass se- motherfucker. People, but I've <laughs> seen people recording like snippets of shit down front, and I've gone and told like, "Hey, man, don't fucking take that out again." Because I'm back here, right? I had to do it at Age of Ultron, uh, actually. Mm. Um, but uh, like, you're gonna take out your phone after you've seen the part that you wanted to take that made you want to take your phone out looks back at the back back that shit up it was funny <laughs> like what the fuck is your thought process <laughs> clearly a fucking moron this woman hey you know i think that's the majority of the movie I mean, going public these days I from mean, what we've the, seen look i have not bad experiences here this was just the like i was just like jesus fucking christ like it's i so- mean clearly a moron though Right, like, like, just fucking beyond reproach, idiot. You here, are not right, um, uh, because it makes no fucking sense. I mean, maybe the first clue that she's a fucking idiot is that she has two fucking cell phones—one that she's using for God fucking knows what, and one that she's on the goddamn internet the whole time. Nah, son, that shows you how ballish she is. Yeah, I guess. Also hard. Uh, I gotta have two or, phones, bitch. Gotta have two phones uh, from three fucking years ago. The from, Lord gave uh, me two hands. I got to have two cell phones. Yeah, yeah I got these <laughs> three-year-old LGs dual wielding over here. <laughs> fucking baller. Anyway, <laughs> I just had to get that out. Hell yeah, like, man! On the Android Donut or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Like. Like you just gotta, you have two old ass androids. Just get one decent fucking phone. Gingerbread motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just one. Uh, you know. Anyway. All right. Well, I've got to go and write, brother. So. <laughs> right. I don't never do none of that, my friend. By the way, um, I, I started, uh, I started up doing. I got, I got preacherpodcast.com. Uh, dot uh, it, it's, it's up. It's, it's very, it's, it's very limited. I'm going to give you all the, uh, the deets and info and stuff. So you can like, cause I, I wrote on there. It's just like, once we get your face on here, I have to have you do all the writing. Cause I started writing. I'm just like, and like, I, like, I feel especially there's more that I could write in the main, like main article that I wrote on it, but I just got tired real quick. <laughs> I can't write for shit. I'm looking, I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Right on. And I'm done. I quit. <laughs> it's like, it's the site's up well enough. So shut up. Well, but that's coming in May, everybody. So that'll be good. Watch but, your ass. Yeah, I need more stuff to do. <laughs> See y'all next week. I like the uh, the about no. me on there. Oh Still. yeah, we haven't changed that yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm a paragraph. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce said, just fucking leave that. He's like, just leave it. Just leave it. Like that picture of this bearded man fucking doing whatever he's doing. He's like, just leave that. He's just like, that'd be funny. Yeah, just leave good. that there as the thing. And I'm like. You know, I might, just as a joke, just to see until somebody, well, finally you found it, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that may that may be a permanent Ooh. joke there. <laughs> right on. To, to the next week, everyone, and we're going to put it out on time this week, promise. <laughs>